1: You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and the expert on all matters real estate is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Asif, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Tina. Good morning, everyone.
1: Should we start with a look at home sales across the region?
2: We should, and uh, how about that ice storm? Uh. It had, uh, The market was very cold over the last week just because everyone was preoccupied with the damage from the ice storm and and there wasn't a lot of showings we actually had sellers contacting us to hold off showings because they they couldn't get rid of the ice leading up to their their home and you know made for a pretty dangerous walk up the driveway and at the same time They didn't want people risking anything as they came to see their house. So buyers weren't out there, but sellers were also saying, let's just hold off for a couple of days until this subsides.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that last weekend, uh, many of us were hunkering down in our homes and uh, not uh, making any big plans to head outdoors, that's for sure. But I can't believe, and I guess, you know what, it shouldn't be that unbelievable because you talk about this a lot, how the weather has such a huge impact on the market.
2: It does. And, you know, now just over the last couple of days, we're seeing the nicer weather and we're seeing buyers out there. Now, there's also pent up demand because we pretty much lost a week of April. At the same time, sales have been pretty good. So we're on pace to beat March. And really, when you look at it, we're about a week short of a full month for April. So, uh, you know, having lost that week, looking at the numbers, we're still on pace for over 1,200 sales, and in March we sold 1,120 houses in York Region. So, you know, the the momentum's continuing. So January to February, February to March, now March to April, we, we see the momentum continuing. And with the nicer weather, this is when things are going to peak. This is when, as a seller, you need to be ready, and as a buyer, you've got so many options and and so many good deals out there. You should be ready to strike average price continues to go up. As we look at the region, I mean, almost every town and city, the average price has gone up. Although it's just, you know, a a little uh, increase, it's not huge by any means, but it is increasing. So as a buyer, that's something that you want to be wary of to say, the longer I wait, the more I'm going to have to pay. So you got to keep that in mind as well.
1: So here we are this weekend. We're finally hitting, you know, double-digit temperatures. The sunshine is out. We're going to expect to see a lot more buyers out there. What are they doing? Are they, you know, are they cruising neighborhoods looking to see if, you know, is my family going to fit here? Am I going to work here? Um, What is it that they're looking for at
2: um, this point of the month? So just to qualify, this is going to be our first really nice weekend of the year so far. There's not going to be a lot of activity in the housing market. And the reason is people are going to be so excited after, you know, months of waiting out the winter. They're cleaning up their yards. They're out with their families. They're throwing barbecues. So typically the first nice weekend of the year, there's not a lot of activity on the market. It's going to pick up from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's when you're going to start to see buyers out. But, you know, psychologically, sellers will think, wow, it's a great day out. My open house should get 50 people through. It's not going to happen. People are going to be with their families. They're going to be enjoying the day. So don't expect a flurry of activity just because it's going to be double-digit temperatures this weekend. Expect it in a few days following.
1: And that's, you know, I'm a little surprised by that. How do people get out and about on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday?
2: They're going to be out enjoying the, the weather this weekend. And they're gonna get into the mindset that you know what, it's probably time for me to get out and start looking for a house. The weather's getting better, but it's uh, it's a psychological thing. It, the weather is it, it plays such a huge role as we've talked about with the market. This weekend is gonna be where you know the switch is turned on okay. and you're going to start to see people get out next week and get serious about their home search. You're still going to have activity at open houses because your neighbors are out and they're going to come in and want to see how you've decorated your house or they're going to see what they need to do to get their house on the market and how you've you've set yours up because you're their competition. So you're going to have activity at open houses this weekend, but typically the first Nice weather weekend of the year. There's not a lot of home sales. It usually, you know, a couple of days later is when it starts.
1: So what do you prep your team um, to do as we head towards, you know, um, the end of April and a busier time? So this is that first sort of nice weekend. Uh, the sunshine is out. What are you telling your team then at this stage of the game? And then what are you telling your clients?
2: So with the team, it's all systems go. Everyone's on board. Everyone is out there showing houses, getting our sellers ready for the the peak of the market so this is the time when our entire team uh you know this is the time that we wait for this is showtime and this is when we're going full speed ahead and you got to be ready for it for buyers you want to get that house that you want to be the first one to scoop up the house because you have choice right now as houses start to get scooped up you're going to start to lose out on opportunities and nobody wants to do that they want the best house that's out there. With sellers, you need to be on the market now because you need to give the buyers that option. If you've got the best house, it doesn't make sense to wait until June or July because the majority of buyers want to move in in July or August and they're buying now. So with a 60-day closing or a 90-day closing, this is the time when you want to be on the market. If you start hitting the market in July or August, it's already too late and you're not going to have as much interest in your property because most of the buyers out there have already purchased. So you, for both buyers, sellers, and realtors, this is showtime.
1: So this is showtime, and you could be in your new home by the summer.
2: Exactly. Most people will move after school ends because they don't want to disrupt the school year for their children. So you're looking at uh, you know July, say, 7th to about August 15th, uh, which is when most deals will close
1: so it 's not vacation time for Asif and his team right now, um, but in terms of the, the the price of the average home in york region you you said that it is on the rise, so people need to get in the game if they want to get in the game
2: right don 't wait exactly like if we look at Vaughn Vaughn at the beginning of April, the average price was eight hundred and seventy two thousand right now it 's eight hundred and seventy five thousand Richmond Hill the average price April first was eight hundred and fifty two thousand right now it's eight hundred and sixty thousand if you're looking at newmarket April first it was seven hundred and seventeen thousand now it's seven hundred and twenty five thousand for Markham the average price April first was eight hundred and thirty one thousand five hundred right now it's eight hundred and thirty three thousand Aurora it was seven hundred and seventy two thousand five hundred now it's eight hundred and thirteen thousand uh you know it, it the trend just Continues from town to town, city to city. Everything's going up. So you want to make sure that if you're in the market to purchase a home, you do so sooner rather than later. Even though it's a, it's it's an, you know what we call an insignificant increase of, two thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars for average price. That is a lot of money. So you want to be able to get into that home while the price is as low as it could be, which is right now.
1: Okay. Well, that's what we're talking about. When we come back, that consumer confidence, it's back, and we'll talk a lot more about it. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager, Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties.
2: Thank you, Tina. At this point, I want to welcome back Heather Cooper from Remax Prime Properties. Heather's a buyer specialist at our brokerage, and Heather, you're, you're just cranking it up right now. You guys are busy. What, what's, what's been the change
3: well, I think a lot of people are adjusting to the new, new uh, mortgage rules, so that's, you know, that's helping. But I think, too, the interest rates, they was just announced on uh, Wednesday that they are remaining the same. There's not going to be an increase, and I think that is um, building more confidence with the buyers, and now they're out, they're ready.
1: They seem to be more – that's kind of surprising, though, isn't it, Asif, that there wasn't a huge increase?
2: There was. I think – All the signs leading up to it we thought there was going to be a quarter point increase. What do you you attribute that to Heather? I I know it was a surprise to a lot of people and and at the same time not a surprise.
3: Really it's the inflation rate and it's uh, just the slower economic growth in the first quarter of the year Um, and that was basically there's two factors around that and that was the slowing of the housing market due to the new uh, mortgage rules and then also um, the exports how they had put a stop on a lot of the exports that were coming in and out. So that um, brought down the economy.
1: It's bringing down the
3: inflation rate as well, which then keeps the interest
1: rates low. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for buyers and sellers out there, right, you know, if you're prepping for an increase, this this does shake you, right? Because you're thinking, okay, I, I was going to go in this direction and maybe now I can do this instead, right?
2: Well, there's al- there was almost a pause. And, that, and that's why I think, you know, as we see activity on listings increase, it, it's got to be the buyers just saying, all right, this is great news.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, they see it as great news. The, um, they are worried that there will be another interest hike. I know the next meeting is scheduled for May. Um, economists are saying that there won't be any um, rate change then. They're still kind of waiting to see what happens in the second quarter. So it is believed that by July, the interest rates will go up. So, yeah, if you're a buyer out there, I
1: definitely suggest you get out there now and start looking before that happens. So, is that what you're telling your clients then right now, Heather, is that, you know what, do not wait. We got lucky maybe this time, but you know what, do not wait it out because this may not last?
3: Nope. From what I'm hearing, you know, come July, the the, the second quarter of 2018 is actually supposed to be really strong. There's going to be, you know, between the housing market and... And over the uh, wage increase as well. That's going to play a big factor as well.
2: Yeah, and I think over the everyone expected the rebound to be at the end of 2017. We didn't see that until now. Now we're starting to see. So I mean, this non increase or or you know staying put with the uh, the rate that uh, the Bank of Canada had the, uh, the overnight lending rate. I think it's great news for buyers, and and I think that is going to translate into more sales, and that's going to help the rebound, as Heather said, and for the second quarter of 2018, because consumers are looking at this to say, okay, I, I can still afford this property. And you have to remember the changes that Heather alluded to were the the stress test. And people have to qualify at a rate of 2% higher than what they're getting. So even a quarter point increase they're still okay because the bank has already determined, predetermined, that they can qualify for a rate of 2% higher. So a quarter point increase won't make that much of a difference.
1: And not that we're complaining that there isn't a rate increase, but do you think that maybe um, the powers that be are looking at last year's numbers and saying, okay, well, there is a dip from last year. And again, I know, Asif, you said this over and over again, do not use last year as the barometer, right? But maybe some folks are looking at it and saying, well, there is a bit of a slowdown, so maybe that's why we've got to keep things, you know, steady as as they go. What do you think?
2: I agree. I, but, but I think, you know, buyer specialists like Heather uh, really play a huge role. Uh, I mean, what are you advising your clients when they're looking at price points and saying, you know, price has dropped 14%, so I want to send in a low ball offer? It, it just determines, uh, you know, it, it's dependent on how you're educating the, the consumer. And, and I know for a fact that, uh, you know, a lot of the people at our brokerage are going out with the actual numbers and showing people that, look, what you've heard out there is a 2017 to 18 comparison. It's not apples to apples. And they're showing them that, you know, like from the beginning of the month to the end of the month is more of a direct comparison. And that's where you're seeing those small increases what are clients saying out there? What are consumers saying out there? So buyers and sellers.
3: You know, you do get the buyers that go out there and they see obviously a drop from this year to last year. And yeah, they want to put lowball offers in. But again, it's up to me to inform them and let them know that that's not necessarily like you said, it's, it's not even playing field. So what we would do again is just kind of look off comps from the previous month and kind of go off that and look at the percentage, right? And what things are selling for. And how
1: do you convince, then, a client that, you know what, you have to have faith in what I'm telling you, you have to trust what I'm saying, I'm the expert in this area, please do not be comparing it to 2017, how do you get them to get the message, because I think it's pretty tough.
3: It's facts. Honestly, once you put it out there in front of them on paper, and it's there, it's black and white, it's really hard for them to argue that, right?
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you're putting putting all the recent comps out there to say, this is what we're comparing this too. And this is what's happening right now. So don't worry about what happened last year or 10 years ago or 15 years ago. We need to look at the last 60 or 90 days, which is what Heather and company are doing right now. It's making sure that they're comparing apples to apples. So what are
1: you doing with your clients then right now, Heather? Are you taking people to look at a variety of homes and, and different options out there? And then how long is that process before they say, yeah, that's the one for me and I want to go for it?
3: Well, I think right now, there's so much inventory, they're kind of sitting on the fence a lot longer. So you're gonna have to push them a little bit. And now they obviously have more options as well. So now they want to shop around and see more properties where a year ago, it wasn't like that, you know, you'd get a house that comes up on the market and you literally have two days to jump on it if that before it's gone. So
1: so now how, how long do they have before that house might be gone?
3: It all depends on the area. It depends really on price. If it's priced properly, the house can be sold within a week.
2: Um, What we're seeing is we've seen actually a decline in days on the market. So we've seen it go from 25 days on average. So you've got the houses that are on the market for 60 days and 50 days, but on average, it's about 25 days or was about 25 days, and now it's dropped to 20 days. So that's a significant decrease in, in number of days on the market. and. Uh, you know, another thing that Heather said was it has to be, the listing has to be priced properly. You're still seeing people price their homes for 2017 levels. For sure. Because they want what their neighbor got a year ago in multiple offers, which was not market value. And, you know, when Heather and our agents are out there, they're actually educating not only their buyers, but also some of the listing agents to say, yes. you didn't price this <laughs> yeah, property. Right.
1: But still, you know what, the the cost of a home is still on the rise. How different is this year's listing price from last year's listing price? Is there that huge difference?
2: It's not really a difference in listing price. The the drop that you're seeing is what people paid in multiple offers. Mm -hmm. So the listing price shouldn't be that much different. What you're seeing this year is people pricing it at the level that their neighbor got in multiple offers. So if you were priced at 900,000 and your neighbor got 1.1 million, yeah, then I want that too. 1.1 million shouldn't be your list price because it was still priced at 900,000. So right now we're educating our sellers to say the market value of that property was nine hundred, we should be at nine hundred, and then you know, what we don't have is seventeen people bidding on your house this year.
1: How do I keep a motion out of it? Because I think my house is worth as much as my mm. neighbors. Education.
2: Right? You know, it's it's just educating them on what their house is worth. Because the other thing is even if your house sold for one point one, the bank will not appraise it for one point one. So the deal's gonna fall apart anyway. And and then now you've got a lot of work to do to put it back on the market, sell it again, and and so that, that's something that people have to keep in mind is what's the market value, what's it gonna be appraised for? And even if I get two or three hundred thousand, how many people have two or three hundred thousand sitting in their bank that they're gonna put down on that house in order for it to qualify for a mortgage?
1: Okay, Asif, good practical advice as usual. Okay, uh, Heather's going to stick around for the hot listing of the week, and when we come back, we get to your real estate questions. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com and click on On the Market. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-KHAN. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Asif, time now for our listener questions. You all set? Ready to go? Okay, here we go. Our first question comes from Peter in Richmond Hill. He is looking to move from his starter home to something larger, possibly five bedrooms. He wants to know if those actually still exist, and how does he prepare to carry a larger home in terms of, you know, greater taxes, insurance, utility fees?
2: Can great question, Peter. Peter, do not hang up. You're going to want to stick around for the end of the show. So hold on, but yes, five bedrooms do exist. And it is a transition. I mean, from a starter home to an executive home, there's going to be more taxes. There's going to be more utilities. uh, Insurance is going to cost you a little bit more. Insurance isn't the big expense, but utilities and taxes will be. Now, in your starter home, you've probably built up a lot of equity. So this is a good transition because you're using that equity to purchase your new home. A lot of times you won't even have to put a lot extra cash down. You're using that equity to purchase it. So is it going to be a transition? Sure, it will be. It always is. But at the same time, you're getting a lot more home, a lot more land, and that's where the trade-off is going to be. And when you talk about equity in your home, what does that mean? That means if you purchased a home 10 years ago and you purchased it for $350,000, you may have Paid off a lot of that in the mortgage, and you may have had, you know, maybe a hundred thousand dollars that you put down initially. Now your mortgage may be a hundred thousand. So you've got a lot of equity in that home because that home has probably gone up to about seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. So you may have about five hundred thousand dollars in equity. So rather than in your starter home, you had to put cash down or from your RRSPs or wherever that initial deposit or down payment came from, now you're using the equity in your house, and that's going in to purchase your new house.
1: Okay. Our next question comes from Joe in Maple. He wants to purchase an investment property but doesn't know where to start. Should he be looking at cottage country, a condo in Vaughan, or even a condo in downtown Toronto? What's your advice to Joe?
2: That's really a lifestyle choice, Joe. So we have to figure out, you know, are you going to be spending a lot of time at your cottage? Are you going to be you know, wanting to rent this out to and, and have it in an area where there's a lot of office space being built or, you know, like downtown Toronto, that may be something that you want. You won't even need to purchase a parking spot because a lot of people will commute. So there's a lot of factors that will help us determine where we should be looking for your investment property. And it also depends on your retirement strategy because a lot of people are purchasing investment properties as part of a retirement strategy because it's about income replacement. So not only, you know, what is this property going to do for you, but what, it, what are we going to do for you in the next five to 10 years to help you replace your income so you can actually retire and live off of the income from your investment property? So there's, you know, this is probably a one hour meeting that we're going to have to sit down over coffee or, or lunch or something and, and get these questions answered so we can properly answer this question. But it really is, it's a, it's a lifestyle choice. It's a strategy that we have to put together for you, and then we can help you answer that question.
1: And that's a a meeting, you know, I'm a little surprised by that, because you would think, well, who do I sit down with? Do I sit down with my financial advisor? But you're suggesting that this is something that you
2: could help someone through. This is something that we do all the time, and, and when we have people looking, I mean, we had someone that wanted to replace their RESP money with investment properties, and now they're paying less per month, but they have three different investment properties for their children and now their children can live in them, sell them, take equity out from them, whatever they want to do. So there's so many more options and the income that they're getting has allowed the wife to stay home now because it's replaced her her part-time income.
1: That's amazing. Uh, Some amazing options there for sure. Okay, just before we go, Asif, we're going to bring Heather back into the conversation and Heather, you're going to share this week's hot listing of the week.
3: Okay, we have a really great one here. Actually, Peter, if you're still listening, um, this week's home is a Richmond Hill beauty located in Rouge Woods at Leslie and Major Mac. Peter, this house has five bedrooms.
1: That's perfect. (laughs) Ring the bell. (laughs) Yes.
3: So five bedrooms, all on the second level. Two of them are actually en suites. So there's plenty of space. It's just over three thousand square feet. It's been extensively renovated. It's got brand new kitchen with granite countertops. A finished basement with a huge rec room and another uh, bedroom
1: down there as well. So um, tell us one more time, uh, where is it located in Richmond Hill and the list price?
3: Okay, so this one is at 82 Sapphire Drive. Um, again, that's at Leslie and Major Mac. Okay. It's listed for 1999000 Okay.
2: And Rouge was is a really exclusive pocket. It's just north of Major Mac, south of Elgin Mills, and it's a great area.
1: That's fantastic. Sounds like it might be right up Peter's alley. Uh, Thank you, Asif and Heather. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Great advice as usual, and we'll catch up again next week, Asif. Thank you. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening.